NFL is so freaking hypocritical, it gives me gas, literal gas. I lift a cheek to you, NFL, and I'll tell you why. You make $2.4 billion off online gambling. I looked it up this morning. $2.4 billion, billion dollars. That's right. I said it, billion off online gambling, and you're going to suspend a player for gambling. Now, let me be clear. If you gamble on your own team or your sport, I'm for suspending your dumbass because you're too stupid to exist in this society. Let's just be honest. You're making $2.7 million, Isaiah Rogers Sr. There's absolutely nothing else in this world that you can do to make $2.7 million. There just isn't. There isn't anything I can do. Your UMass degree, my Indiana degree, it ain't going to work that well. But you get a chance to play in the NFL, the Colts' Aaron Rodgers, two, uh, Isaiah Rodgers, $2.7 excuse me, $2.7 million. And you're going to bet $10 or $15 or $20, $30, whatever, on games from the facility. Look, I ain't mad at you unless it comes out that you bet on Colts games, unless it comes out that you bet on NFL games. Then I'm getting rid of you. Then I'm Pete Rose in you. If you're that stupid to do it, I'm getting rid of you. But how incredibly hypocritical that the NFL says, well, you can't go online in our facilities. What is it, church? Hey, look, when I walk into Catholic Church, I dip my hand in holy water, make the sign of the cross, go to the pew, genuflect, get in the pew. This ain't church. This is 56th Street in Indianapolis on the west side of town. Who gives a rest? I don't care what Jimmy Ursay. Well, you know, it's a cult guy for the culture, a horseshoe guy, my ass. It ain't church. It ain't a safe space. It ain't a sanctuary. It's a freaking sweaty-ass football facility with overcompensated players in a locker room, over-important people in the front office, a dining hall, and a training room, a weight room, and there you go. It ain't church. So stop it, NFL, with the, well, he gambled in the facility. My ass. That's all I got to say about it. My ass, you hypocrites. $2.4 billion. And you're going to act all sanctimonious. I'll tell you what is in your building, and it's coming to every building, are ads for gambling, asking us to gamble in your facility, i.e. Lucas Oil Stadium. I'll tell you what else is happening. You're making a lot of money and doing a lot of things with advertising in your facilities. You guys are idiots. You guys are hypocritical. You're full of crap, and we're not having it anymore. You've been hypocritical about social justice. You're hypocritical about Kaepernick. You're hypocritical about everything, and I'm not having it. We, he, bet in the facility. Look, now let's talk about Isaiah Rogers Jr. You're a fool. You're a dumbass. you got a great opportunity to play with the Colts. You're a pretty good player. Good kick returner. Not a bad corner. Not great, but not bad. Very overrated because every player on the Colts with the milk toast media that the Colts has – is overrated. But having said that, you got a great opportunity. 2.7 million puts you in the top 0.0000001% your dumbass is in, in terms of making money. But you decide you got to bet, which is cool with me. Look, here's what I think should happen. I'm sitting in the locker room with the Colts. I'm Isaiah Rogers. I look over at Dylan. Hey, Dylan, man, what do you think? You think Tennessee covers tonight? Yeah, I do. All right, uh, what, t- what time of year is it? Uh, it's baseball. Okay, it's basketball. Okay, I'm going to bet on it. That shouldn't be illegal at all. I got my phone. I got to go. Let's go. It's literally that simple. 
Who cares? But if you're betting on your sport, you got to go. If you're betting on your team, you got to get banned for life. Why is Pete Rose banned for life? And if it comes out that Isaiah Rogers is not banned for life, why? Tell me why. I'll tell you why. Social justice, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's see Isaiah Rogers' tweet. Hey, look, he took the fall for it. He, he laid on the sword. Addressing the current report, I want to take full responsibility for my actions. I know I've made mistakes and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. Last thing I ever wanted to do is be a distraction to the Colts organization, my Colts and my teammates. No, that's bull. You did it knowingly because I will say this, Isaiah Rogers, you dumbass. Uh, there are signs all over NFL locker rooms. Don't bet on it. Don't bet. Don't bet. Don't bet. So stop with, I didn't want to be a distraction. I've let a lot of people down that I care about. Aaron Judgment. I'm going to work to make sure those mistakes are rectified. It's an honor to play in the NFL. Never taken lightly. I'm very sure you take it lightly. All you idiots do. All you guys get in there and then you take it lightly and you start bitching, whining, moaning. When you were a rookie, there's no way you'd have done it. But you feel like you made it a little bit. You got a little money in your pocket. You're living in Indy where money goes and now you're comfortable. The worst thing in the world to do is be comfortable. Don't ever be comfortable. I'm not comfortable in this job. We're the greatest show on in the morning uh, on YouTube, but I'm not comfortable. Every day we're scrapping out here, me and Dylan and Nick and everybody. We're just scrapping. All right, let's go to the next tweet. Let's go to the next tweet about this. <sighs> Colts player being investigated for gambling, including bets involving the Colts. Player's not considered a star, average player. It's Isaiah Rogers. Now, this I want it up because it shows you that it is alleging bets on the Colts, and that, my friends, is bad business. That's where you are so stupid as Aaron Rodgers. Let me, let me explain something to you about this phone, okay? When you gamble in the state of Indiana on DraftKings, they ask you, your location. They check your location because you're not allowed to gamble in other states. So if you are in Indiana, you can, but they're going to check your location down to the point of where you are. And NFL teams are now finding out where you are because it's very, very easy to do. Well, he's on 56th Street. He's in the locker room. You're an idiot. I mean, you're an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. You're a fool. All right. I did not have it first, but I so dislike the media. And over the course of time, the media, when I have had things first, hasn't given me credit. So this is what I do, and I'm glad Dylan put it up. My sources tell me Isaiah Rogers is the cult under investigation for gambling. I don't get it first, but it pisses off little Zachy. It pisses off Stephen Holder. The worst of the worst is Stephen Holder. It pisses off Doyle. It pisses off Nate. It pisses off the little children over on 56th Street. And I love doing it. I have no respect for the media. I have no respect for who had it first. I have no respect. So there you go. I had it first. I'm sticking with it. That's just the way it is. Period. Period. You know I did, Jennifer. Actually, I didn't, but I'll be okay. Um, Nominations are being taken for the dumbest human being on the planet. Those nominations include Isaiah Rogers. I mean, 2.7 million to do that. But they, no dumbest person on the planet can be, well, we can't involve, we can't have an election unless Eric Adams, the moronic, stupid, ridiculous, I don't want to say uh, bad words, so I won't. I'm not swearing on here, but I got to tell you, the mayor of New York City is the dumbest human being 
I think, alive. If I, what, what did Oberman have? The world's whatever person, worst person. This guy's the dumbest. He's the dumbest. Let me, let me give you a listen to why he's the dumbest. Listen to this, what he wants to do with illegal immigrants slash criminals that are coming into our country and being shipped to his sanctuary city of New York City. Here's the dumbest of the dumb speaking. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales and then move to uh, private residence. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially would have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. We- that is, the, uh, he came to speak. Like, let, let's be honest. I mean, and the clowns behind him are dropping stuff. I mean, look at this, look at this blank show in New York City. So this guy wants you... He wants you to take into your home an illegal immigrant. Now, those of you that are full of crap and and side the other way or with him are going to say, well, it's the compassionate thing to do. Nobody is illegal. Yeah, they are. I got a neighbor, got that sign, you know, blah, 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 blah. Nobody is illegal. Yeah, sure they are. Uh, My grandparents came over and did it legally. They came over to Ellis Island. They signed up. They did everything you're supposed to do. Coming through an open border and cleaning out prisons in Mexico and Venezuela and other places or having the cartels move people in and then now they go to the, quote, sanctuary city so they can live with you may be on the surface compassionate, but it's idiotic. No, it's stone idiotic. And this guy speaking, you just can't, you can't, he's just a fool. I mean, but this is the level that we're at in our world today. I mean, if you lower the bar, everybody will reach the bar. Okay, they will. I'm sorry, they just will. And you lowered the bar in New York City. You hired this idiot to be your mayor. And now, not only now, now think about what he said before that. I want you to think about this just for a second. I want you to think about this. Uh, if those of you that are being uh, crushed, basically, in these hard economic times, well, let me ask you a question. Who set up these hard economic times? Who set them up? Who did it? I'll tell you who did it. I'll tell you exactly who did it. The freaking guys on, in his party, the president in his party, went, us, went from no bad economic times to horse bleep economic times, where now they got billions of dollars to let you have some illegal alien or illegal whatever you call, illegal immigrant, come and stay in your house to get some money. It's insanity what's going on. But everybody's afraid. You're not going to hear this. I looked this up. I looked at who was reporting on this, and it wasn't the Washington Post. It was the Washington Times, the Washington Examiner. This guy is an idiot, and not just because of this. I mean, this guy is a stone-cold fool. I do believe we might be in the last days of the American society, and I ain't happy about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I am not going to lie to you. Um, our president... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing a lot of complaining today. I am. I'll tell you this. Do not play Tyler Hero over Duncan Robinson if you're the Heat, but I digress. Our president is old. Stephen A. Smith, 
Clay Travis, they have had the debates, right? They have talked about it. They have said, hey, look, here's the deal. We are too old to have this guy as a president. He is too old. His staffers, even his staffers, ladies and gentlemen, even his staffers say that on the weekends, we got to be a little careful because he needs his rest. What? The world shuts down on the weekends? The world shuts down because the president of the United States is too freaking old? What? He's too old to do what? Govern? Live? That's why he's always on vacation? You know, it, it's, it's idiotic to discuss this because, you know what, I'm the only one doing it. So this, let's show Biden falling again, shall we? This is our president. This is the president of these United States. Boom! Down goes Bo! Hey, oh, hey, I told you he can't pick up his feet. He cannot pick up his feet. He's so incapacitated that whenever there's cables, I told you this friend of mine works in the White House and he told me they got to, when he walks through, they got to move every cable because he can't pick up his feet. When you can't, look at this. Oh, hey, whoa. But one of the idiots on one of the shows, Anna Navarro said, well, he got up real quick. She's the same one that flipped off all the Republicans. She is a beauty. Uh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott doesn't get the benefit of the African-American movement because he's a conservative. See, it doesn't matter. You know, first black president, Obama, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great. Greatest speech ever. Do you see the arms on Michelle? Oh, my God, she's so beautiful. We got to put her on the cover of Vanity Fair. What's it? Capesta, my eyes are burning. But anyway, so he doesn't get he doesn't get Tim Scott because he's a Republican. So he doesn't get the whole African-American thing, right? He gets the Uncle Tom thing. He gets the bad stuff. I hear it all the time. I pay attention to Tim Scott because Tim Scott is smart. Tim Scott is not Eric Adams. Eric Adams, here's your ass. Here's third base. I don't know which is which, and he can't speak. The dude can't speak, the mayor of New York. This guy can speak. This guy is a serious man. This guy went on The View, and I said I was not going to talk about The View because it gives them publicity, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Tim Scott did a hell of a job. He might be my front runner for president. Let's hear from Tim Scott. You have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Let me, let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show, is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive, disgusting message to send to our young people today, that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but I can't it imagine, is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 my, years. Yeah, so, so the fact of the matter is we've had an African-American president, African-American uh, vice president. We've had two African-Americans to be secretaries of the state. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's now running for mayor. The head of the Highway Patrol for South Carolina is an African-American. Still in, 19, in 1975, um, there was about 15% employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country. It's under 5%. 40% 
percent homelessness and fifty percent of African Americans. Fifty of the folks yet, in our community. Yet thirteen percent of the population. You had a chance to ask the question. I know that I've watched you on the show that you like people to be deferential and respectful. So I'm going to do the that same is thing. True. So here's what I'm going to suggest. I'm going to suggest the fact of the matter is that progress in America is palpable. It can be measured in generations. I look back at the fact that my grandfather, born in 1921 in Sally, South Carolina, when he was on a on a sidewalk, a white person was coming, he had to step off and not make eye contact. That man believed then, with some doubt now, in the goodness of America, because he believed in having faith in God, mm -hmm. faith in himself, and faith in what the future could hold for his kids, would unleash opportunities in ways that you, you cannot imagine. Every kid today can look, just change the stations and see how much progress has been made in this country. ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, CNN, Fox News all have African-American and Hispanic hosts. So what I'm suggesting is that the yesterday's exception is today's rule. And uh, uh, how good is that? Because he's right. You know, um, there is nothing that uh, these idiots, I won't even say their name, that Sonny lady is such a dumbass, and she tried so hard not to let it get out. But, man, do they look stupid when intelligent people come on. They look so stupid. I mean, when they sit there with their little makeups and hairs and all the little stuff, uh, they sound really stupid. But when they get somebody on there like a Tim Scott, it, it just obliterates. I, you know, they get too much publicity because they're just idiots. I've called a lot of people idiots today, but there's a lot of idiots in this world. And I got to tell you, that is not one of them. Tim Scott is absolutely right. I heard Kaepernick last week talk about whether well, there's not been changed. Really? Look on the sideline of an NFL team. I'm not talking about just the head coach. Look at all the assistants. It will get to a point where you will not see but one white guy in a, uh, uh, on a coaching staff of an NFL, and it'll do it within five years. Don't tell me the NFL hasn't changed. I look on the sideline. Every single assistant or assistant to the assistant is African-American. That's real change in there. So for folks that think they have it, I understand the liberals have to do this. I understand the liberals have to divide. We all understand there is no show with a bunch of racist ladies talking in the afternoon if they can't divide. And there is no President Biden if you can't divide. So you got to divide. There is no Indy Star. There is no New York Post or New York Times. There is no Washington Post if you can't divide. We all understand that. So they must. But when an intelligent person gets on there like Tim Scott, it is O-V-A-R. Ova. Ova. O-V-A. Ova. Not even close. Not even close freaking close is it it's awesome these women are clowns these women are fools these women have a show that for whatever the reason we all talk about i don't get it uh and it is all based on division thank you tim scott uh trump DeSantis, and scott if one of them doesn't win our country is completely screwed and we're going to talk about pence and Christie coming into the race with Jason Allen Hammer coming up here in a minute. Target is back. Target, what are you doing? All right, full confession. I needed free beer for my golf outing. Zinc is a friend of a friend, so I'm guessing we're going to have Bud Light. I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it. They want to give it to me for free. I got to take it because the only thing I've said about our golf outing, I'm not trying to make points. I'm just trying to raise money. Now, I'm sorry. Shoot me if you'd like. Uh, Target is backing organizations 
pushing, listen to this, for USA demilitarization and Mount Rushmore shutdown. Target needs to go to F away. Target needs to get the absolute F out of here. Target needs to go. Boycotting Target needs to happen. I don't care about the pride stuff. I care about the pride stuff based on little kids. Target needs to get the hell out of all of our lives. All of it. Get gone, old day Target. Get gone. Demilitarization. Really? What are we supposed to do? And we don't want that. Why? Because there's. it's time. I'm not going to lie to you. It's time for people of all colors to stand up to this crap. It is. It's time for people, white people, black people. White people, you need to stand up to this Mount Rushmore. This is just stupid. It's a monument. Who gives a crap? You want to put Obama on there? Put Obama's ass on there. Get someone to get up there with a chisel and a hammer and have at it. I could care less. But we need, everybody needs to stand up to this crap. Honest to God. Honest to God. Um, There is a lot that I got to get to here. So I'm going to jump around and it's going to be a little bit of a test uh, for them. The media hailed the most diverse field in the Democratic Party in 2020. The Democrats got such diversity. Uh... I don't see much diversity in this latest one. Let's show the tweet. We're not talking much diversity in this field. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I screwed this up. There's a lot. I'm sorry. I screwed it up. The GOP has got a bunch of diversity. Look at this. Look at all this. Yeah. Do you know how dumb you are? You know how dumb people are where they believe that the Democrats are actually for Diversity. Charles Barkley said it best. African-Americans keep voting for Democrats and African-Americans stay poor. It's unbelievable that people would. How do you possibly do this? How do you possibly, possibly not see this? Greg Doyle and all you clowns at Gannett and the Indy Star, the Washington Post, the New York Times. How do you not see this? How do you not just say, okay, look, the GOP, the Republicans have a diverse field. They won't do it. It's amazing. So now Gannett is on strike. How about this stupidity? So the Indy Star and others, the writers are like, well, we're not going to put our byline. Really? You're still working for Gannett? Hey, Doyle. Hey, Gannett. Hey, Indy Star writers. Hey, all you little bitches out there. If you're going to strike, strike. If you're going to stand with your brothers, stand with your brothers. I got a guy, Dustin Dvorak. Or not Dvorak. Dustin did something. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. He's like the beat writer for Indiana. I'm not putting my byline on. Who gives a rat's ass? Huh? The Porrick. Dusty? Uh, yeah. Pry, I don't know. He's an idiot. I know him. He's this tall talking about basketball. Get him out of my face. Get him out of my face. Just kidding. Relax. Uh, anyway, Kendrick Perkins now, the big racist. Now the big racist says we got to do a better job. We got to do a better job with guess who? Nikolai Jokic. We got to promote him. We got to market him. Mike, we should do a better job of promoting and marketing him. The big stupid is in the middle of losing possibly his job. Now, no African-Americans are going to lose their job in the, in the talent cutoffs. Or if there is one, it's going to be someone you've never heard of. Uh, I tell you who should is a guy named Brian Custer. My God, is he awful. 
I was watching. He's terrible on Tuesday night basketball games. He is awful. Even people in the truck are texting me going, how far has Tuesday night ESPN Big Ten games gone downhill with this guy? And then I heard him today, and he is so bad. But, hey, you know what? He's a diversity hire. He fits the bill, and away you go. But anyway, so now Big Fat Perk is saying that they should, they should market Nikolai Jokic. Really? No kidding. I thought it was racist to say that. I thought it was racist, Big Perk. Big Perk and Mark Jackson are the two funniest guys to watch. You ever hear the, the slogan, he doth protest too much? I'm Shakespearean occasionally, and there it is, Shakespearean. Perk doth protest too much. Too much, as my grandfather said. Kenny Smith says that the battle for, right, right, there you go. But when did they, when they did, y'all called the media racist. Perkins is a clown. ESPN is a blank show. Let me, let's just be honest. We got Monica McNutt sitting there like this. On the set, on the set, talking about the NBA, a second-team All-Big East women's player, talking about the NBA, sitting there literally like this. That's the level ESPN has fallen to. And, of course, if you don't do what the African-American Big Perk says, then you are a racist. Bingo. Kenny Smith, I love Kenny Smith, saying it's an uphill battle uh, for Bronny James to make it to the NBA. Nuh-uh. No, it's not. Bronny James is going to make it to the NBA uh, 1,000%. 1,000% just simply because LeBron James will make that happen. LeBron James will make that happen. Kenny Smith's right. Like, Bronny James is okay. He'll have a game or two. You know, college basketball, if it maintains older, uh, is better. And Bronny James will be okay. He's a good player. Not anything special. He's not going to turn a... Uh, USC around, but he's a good player, and his dad will make it happen, period. So look, at the end of the day, I root for Bronny James, because by all accounts, he seems like a good dude. Ain't nothing wrong with LeBron James' son. I think he's great. Um, Stephen A. Smith says Joe Biden should not be reelected president. What? Tell Noah about the flood, Stephen A. Smith. Really? No kidding. Yay, Ron. Let's go to the video of Stephen A. Smith saying Joe Biden shouldn't be the president. Wow. Because, ladies and gentlemen, without trying to engage in any kind of ageism at all, because I don't believe in it, there does come a point in time where there are certain jobs you don't need. It's not that you don't need to be working. It's not that you don't need to be living your life. It's not that you don't need to be living a very vibrant lifestyle or anything like that. But there are responsibilities that are far, far, far more extensive than, let's say, the typical nine to five that somebody in their 80s may not need to be doing. I think the presidency is one of them. I do. I do. Look, Biden should have never been president. He should have never, ever been president. Look, I don't care if you're 80 years old and you got a brain. I don't care if you're 80 years old and you can walk. I don't care if you're 80 years old and you don't fall down all the time or you don't lie all the time. My bigger problem with Biden isn't, is not that he's 80 some years old. My problem with Biden is that he's a freaking liar. My problem with Biden is that he's a thief. My problem with Biden is that he legitimately can't tell the truth. That's my problem with Biden. Uh, it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with he can't tell the truth. It's impossible for him to tell the truth. 
I mean, he said the other day that he played football again at Delaware. His son, again, uh, died in Iraq. Neither happened. Just simply can't tell the truth. And I don't think we should have a president. I don't think we should have sports columnists. I don't think we should have commentators. I don't think we should have media that doesn't tell the truth. I don't think we should have politicians. I just don't. You may. I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I just don't. Uh, my problem with Biden is that he's a horseshit president. That's my problem with Biden. He's a god-awful president. Everything he touches goes to crap. The military, crap. The border, crap. The uh, inflation, crap. Economic, crap. Everything's crap. And he's a liar. He's the guy that said he won't blame others and all he does is blame others. That's my problem. That should be your problem. I don't give a damn how old you are. Hell, when I'm 80 years old, I got to tell you, uh, Lee's going to still be getting chased around the house. I got to tell you right now. It'll be unbelievable. My doctor told me, based on how I am, I should live to be 100, and I am. I mean, it's going to be uh, this pool. I'll be naked. The pond, I'll be, I'll be skiing. Are you crazy? I don't care how old you are. What I care about is that you can't think. Your brain's gone. You're not healthy. You're an idiot. You got dementia. And I don't give a damn. Oh, he's old. You're being an agent. No, good. Good. In this case with the president, we can say whatever we want. All right, Hammer's coming up. Jason Allen Hammer. We're going to get into why did even, can somebody explain this to me? Why did Pence and Christie even bother getting in the damn presidential election? I like Chris Christie and I like Mike Pence. I've met them both. Nice guys. Very nice guys. Chris Christie seemed like a great time to hang out with. Mike Pence doesn't, but Christie does. Hey, Dan, maybe Biden played football in Iraq. Oh, man. Uh, We'll be right back with Hammer. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Man, it is on. Get ready. Buckle up. Jason Allen Hammer, the host of the number one afternoon news talk show, Hammer and Nigel. You can get it on 93.1 WIBC. Joining us live from Indianapolis. All right. Isaiah Rogers, I'm saying he's a dumbass. He's our Colt. He got busted for gambling. But unless he gambled on the Colts or unless he gambled on the NFL, I think the NFL is being hypocritical here because they're saying, well, he gambled in our facility. My ass, your facility. It ain't church. Give me your take on Isaiah Rogers. So I think we're at the point now with NFL dudes and athletes getting busted, busted betting Kind of like where we were at with COVID. And what I mean by that is toward the end of COVID, when we knew that even if you wore a mask, it didn't do anything. Even if you got the vaccine and 85 boosters, it didn't do anything. You would always see that one congressman, whoever, put out that statement. This morning I tested positive. It would have been way worse had I not been vaxxed and boosted. Nobody's surprised about that. Nobody's shocked about that. It's common sense. And this is where we're at with sports betting and the professional leagues. The minute that it became basically legal around the country, give or or take a few states here, you knew this was coming. We predicted it. So I don't know why everybody's acting shocked when it happens now. Now, I do agree with you. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy in the NFL, but I'm sorry. I live in Indianapolis. This happened to a player on my hometown team. And, man, I don't even know if this is the biggest thing that I care about this morning in the sports world. I'm, I want to find out what's going on 
with the Pacers in the offseason. I want to find out more about this College World Series going on because I'm kind of fascinated with that. There are so many other things. The NBA Finals going on. Do I really give a blue flying rat's rear end about a borderline starter on a bad team that doesn't play a sexy position betting on the NFL? I don't. Now, if you're telling me that he was betting on the team to lose, now we got ourselves a ball game here. But until we find that out, he's not going to be the last one that does this. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about this. And I think the places you're going to hear it the most, Coach, is at the college level. Uh, you saw the Alabama baseball coach story, but you've coached in the MAC. You coached at Bowling Green. I know for a fact the kids in the MAC aren't getting the same NIL money that they're getting in other places. So I think if you're going to see a real scandal where people are throwing games and betting on their own team, possibly to lose, more than likely it's going to be at the college level. But if NFL dudes want to put some money down, I'm like this with Pete Rose. As long as you weren't throwing games and betting on your team to lose, eh, it's kind of a nothing burger for me, honestly. See, I got to go a little farther. I can't have you betting on your sport. I, I just can't. I, I And the level of stupid, I, you know, I said this about Isaiah Rogers, 2.7 million. I can't take my uh, bowling or excuse me, Indiana degree and go make 2.7 million. I guarantee he can't take that UMass degree and go make 2.7 million anywhere else. I, 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 I have a problem if you gamble on your sport. I have a problem with that. I don't care where you gamble. Like, one of the things that people ask me, well, how are they knowing where you gamble? Well, on this thing right here, DraftKings knows right now that I'm sitting at my desk in my basement at my house, and you're, they know exactly where you are at all times. Right. That's easy, but you're right about colleges. I think you're absolutely right about colleges. And, man, look, as a fan – I'll admit, I don't. I actually want my guy to think my team's going to win. Now, if I were a player, if I were Isaiah Rogers, and the franchise told me, "Listen, we're going to pay you multiple millions of dollars. We're going to pay you life-changing money. All you have to do is not be an idiot and just don't bet on the sport that's giving you millions of dollars." I agree with you. Don't do it. But I'm not Isaiah Rogers. I'm a fan living in Indianapolis, and as long as I know right. my guy is not throwing games, as long as he's not fumbling kickoff returns on purpose or blowing coverages when he's playing in the secondary on purpose. I got to be honest, man, maybe I'm a degenerate, but I want my guy betting on my team to win if I'm a fan. You are a degenerate, and that is a horrible <laughs> take. I'm just going to I bet on the spelling bee, Coach. I put money on the spelling <laughs> bee the other day, so don't judge me one single bet. <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell you, I made a bet last night. I forget what it is, and I forgot to check it. That's how many bets I'm making these days. I forget how many I got going. Uh, Hammer time, I got to ask you, it seems like a waste of money, although I like both of them. Um, I do like Mike Pence. He did sit, I think you're sitting in the seat that I think he had at one point. Maybe he was in the morning. I can't remember. But I really like Chris Christie. I, 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 said, I, I met him twice at Notre Dame. His daughter was a manager on the basketball team. He was having lunch where we were having lunch. We struck up a conversation. I really like the dude, but it feels like a waste of everybody's time, these two guys in the presidential race. I, you tell me what you think. <clears throat> so with Mike Pence, yeah, he was the midday guy on my radio station, 93 WIBC. So, yeah, he used to sit in our seat. 
And I've seen this dude firsthand as a governor, as a congressman, as a vice president. And if you listen really closely, Coach, if you put your ear up to a speaker, you might be able to hear crickets because nobody is asking for this. Nobody wants this. Nobody thinks this guy has a chance to win except for the professional butt sniffers that have been hanging out around Mike Pence, leeching onto him his entire career. Uh, if you remember back in like the 90s, there was one of those behind the music things about MC Hammer and how he was paying his posse all this money. And it went to the point where he went broke almost. These are the same people that follow around Mike Pence. They've been grifters for as long as this dude has had white hair. And they're still there. And they keep telling this guy, oh, there's a market for you. There's a market for you. There's not a market for him. And I'm telling you this as somebody that lives in Indiana and works at the station he used to work at. He's a nice guy, but he doesn't have any snowball shot in hell of getting a seat in the White House right now. And the same with Chris Christie. I wouldn't even say Chris Christie's a nice guy. He's a charismatic guy. But that doesn't mean you have to be the president of the United States. Ted Nugent is charismatic. I don't know if I want him to have the nuke codes. So basically what you're seeing right now are a couple of guys that are too stupid to realize that just by getting in the race, they're helping the guy that they hate the most. And that's Donald Trump. Because I get what they want to do. Chris Christie and Mike Pence want to go on a national stage and rip Donald Trump. It's the revenge tour. And normally, I'm a pretty spiteful guy, and I can get behind that. But the more candidates that get in this race, the more you help Donald Trump. Because the Trump voter is who they are. They're not voting for anybody else. Their mind is made up. You can't waver them. They're in or they're out. They're in. Everybody else that gets in pulls votes away from the only candidate that has a chance to be competitive, and that's Ron DeSantis. So as much as Chris Christie hates Trump, as much as Mike Pence hates Trump, all of these folks being in the race, even if they pull at 1%, 2%, sometimes less than 1%, you add up all of the votes from Ramaswamy and Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, all of those are taken away from Ron DeSantis. This is a two-person race, and anybody else can enter We'll probably have a bunch more people enter before this thing is all said and done. But it's a two-person race. And even the people that hate Trump, they've got such Trump derangement syndrome, they can't figure out just by entering the race, they're helping the dude. Um, Indiana, Kentucky yesterday, a lot of angst. The co college baseball is rocking and rolling. I love the College World Series. I love the college playoffs. I like the women's better, but I did like the fact that Indiana was in it. Kentucky, cowards again. They don't want to play in football. They don't want to play in basketball. They don't want to play in baseball. <laughs> Screw Kentucky. I hate Kentucky. Kentucky, my backside. Big blue this. <laughs> I'm into the college baseball, man. I am. I'm total bandwagon. I admit, like this time of year, when things are kind of slow, my city doesn't have Major League Baseball, and my team stinks, which is the Cubs. So I'm bandwagon. I'm watching playoff hockey. I'm watching college World Series. You and I had a little text thread yesterday, Coach. Could you imagine being a 19, 20, 21-year-old college kid, and you're standing on the pitcher's mound, and there's Kyle Schwarber with a freaking aluminum bat at the other end? Oh. And it's been that way forever. You could go back. Imagine Bo Jackson 
stepping into the plate, and he's got an aluminum damn bat in his hands. Because this is the same distance kids at high schools are playing at. I can't even imagine the fear going through like a parent's mind watching your son stand on the pitcher's mound and here comes Pete Inkabilia or Will Clark or Bo Jackson, Kyle Schwarber with a damn aluminum bat. But college baseball is what it is, man. And these crowds, they've been fun. Like the IU-Kentucky game, it was down in Kentucky, but the atmosphere was good. Uh, the players in the dugout, they're getting into it. There's nothing better. I know they're not in it right now, but a home run at Ole Miss when they do the beer shower celebration. I'm here for that, man. This is the kind of stuff that needs to be on television more. If you're telling me I've got players interacting with fans, uh, I've got beer showers, I've got a bunch of rednecks all singing Rocky Top in Knoxville. It's going to be a circus down at LSU this weekend when they host that Super Regional I'm here for this, man. You can't tell me that there are better things on television than the college baseball playoffs right now. I would love to see them get a little bit more airtime. I agree. No, I agree. I think ESPN does a good job, but I want to see it bigger, better, bolder. Same with the women. Hammer time. Stay strong, my friend. Thank you. You got it, brother, man. Love that, man. That is my friend, Jason Allen Hammer. Give him a follow at Jason Allen Hammer. Also, 93.1.com, WIBC.com is the place to go. You can hear them every afternoon, and it is fantastic. To Hammer Time's point, Kentucky is chicken blank. Kentucky has always been chicken blank. If Kentucky didn't use to cheat for players, they wouldn't have nothing. Think about it. They're not winning with anybody in Kentucky in any sport. Football's always been a mess. Will Levis is the perfect representation of Kentucky, just a fraud. Now Kentucky baseball decides that they don't want to play Indiana anymore because we don't want to go to Indiana. Last time Kentucky played Indiana in basketball in the regular season, Cal Perry brought his number one team in the country. Tom Crean beat their ass on the last second shot by Christian Wofford and sent Cal Perry home crying about the fans are mean. And some little uh, kind of sort of maybe hooker slash playboy bunny got her ankle twisted and it was dangerous. So now Kentucky does what Kentucky does. They don't want to play in basketball. They don't want to come to Indiana in football, baseball, or basketball. They have always been chicken blank. They're frauds. They've always been frauds. They will continue to be frauds. They will have a never-ending supply of frauds in and around that state. They have more players of more greatness in the NBA than any other team, but they can't win a damn game in the NCAA tournament against St. Peter's. Are you kidding me? The whole state is a sham. The whole state is ridiculous. The whole state sucks. I got nothing for them because they're cowards. I don't like cowards. I'm sure the people are very nice. I've never had a problem with the people, but the athletic department is full of cowards. They don't want to come to Indiana on a home-and-home to play basketball. They don't want to come to Indiana on a home-and-home to play football. Now the baseball coach, who showed himself to be a classless jag, uh, won't come to Indiana. Good for Jeff Mercer for saying, look, series is done. We don't need him. I know for a fact that Mike Woodson reached out to play uh, Indiana. I know for a fact that John Calipari said, we're not playing you this year. Cal told me that. I'm not playing Woody this year. He had a veteran team. Chicken blank always, always, always gets its karma. Here's Indiana's baseball coach, Jeff Mercer, on the cowardice that is Kentucky. Point in the next year or so with Kentucky. Kentucky canceled the series last year. So Kentucky and Indiana is no longer a series. They called and canceled it. So it's done. It was the last time we're playing. Unless we're playing the postseason. So they ask if we want to keep coming down here. I'm not coming down here without a return trip. So it's done. 
I don't blame you. I mean, who the hell blames you? I mean, look, you want to come back to Indiana? Let's play. Hell, you want to come and play in Assembly Hall or in Andy Moore Stadium or whatever they call it in baseball? You want to go come here and play uh, at the uh, Memorial Stadium? Let's do it. But look, it ain't like Kentucky's that big a deal. I mean, look, Kentucky is bordering irrelevant in basketball. Let's be honest. They are heading towards irrelevancy in basketball. I mean, when's the last time you were interested in Kentucky? When's the last time you could name a player on Kentucky? Kentucky is so irrelevant over the last four or five years in basketball. They paid, true story, $500,000 to get a kid named Reeves from Illinois State to go to Kentucky, who was so bad at Illinois State they got the coach, a legend at Illinois State, Dan Muller, fired. That's how sorry and irrelevant Kentucky basketball has become. It just has. The fans in Kentucky didn't even show up this year. They got tired. They got booed. They've had enough. It is what it is. So them being chicken blank to play against Indiana used to give them some moral superiority. Well, we don't need you. Well, you need everybody now in every sport. And being a chicken shit isn't a great way to go through life. It just isn't. It's a bad way to go through life. I wouldn't know because I'm all sack, but I got to tell you, being a coward is no way to go through life, Kentucky. It just isn't. It's a terrible way, and you guys go through it. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm telling you facts. They're cowards. They've always been cowards. Drive through that state, and you know what you get? Cowards. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, This is unbelievable. And we know this. You know, the idiots in the liberal media are going to try to tell you that there is no difference between men and women. It's going to be a tough one. Ryan Reynolds has a Wexham AFC, all right? They played a tournament against the women's national team. Now, remember this score the next time some liberal newspaper or liberal media outlet tries to tell you that there's no difference between men and women in sport. Remember this video. So Ryan Reynolds, his team, Wexlam or whatever the hell they are, Rexlam, AFC, played the United States national team. Let's take a look. This message is for Ryan Reynolds and Rob McLean. One, you should be here right now with your squad. Two, your team about to go down in North Carolina. They got beat 12 nothing. They got beat 12 nothing. They got beat 12 nothing. That's it. 12 nothing. So the next time you hear, I mean, women yelling, screaming, guys yelling, screaming, I don't care. Got to beat 12 nothing. 12 in soccer by a club team. I'm just saying, uh, the Lululemon CEO who fired employees for confronting thieves stands by his decision. It's only merchandise. Let's listen to this idiot. Oh. Look at these clowns. Nope. No. Seriously. Get out. Get out. Get out. They're about to zoom off. I know, but I don't. It's only merchandise. What Lululemon needs to do is just hire people, be in the back, 
Somebody comes in doing all that crap, lock the doors. Now you can't leave. My wife works at Athleta, which is a very popular women's clothing store, and they're told just to let people go. And I'll be honest with you, every person that has stolen has been African-American, and they come in and they take stuff, and they're not allowed to do anything, at least that my women has seen, because the store is afraid of being called racist. So they allow these African-American women to come in and steal. Now, you can call it whatever you want. I'm just giving you the facts. She's like, yeah. They tell us don't touch because we don't want to be called racist. You lock the door. You have a couple guys in the back with bats. You come out and you give the women a choice or you give the men a choice. You either put your stuff down or we're going to beat the hell out of you. That would change our problems here in the United States greatly. I'm just telling you, stores are so afraid of being called racist because they stop somebody from stealing. Now, here's what Lululemon does. Lululemon will then take that merchandise, I guess, whatever, and sell it online. I don't know. But if the CEO does not have the backs of his employees trying to protect the store, then nobody, and I will not, uh, should go to Lululemon because these people are trying to do what is right, which is stop shoplifting, and some idiot CEO decides that he is not. That's not good. Uh, did you, would, if, if Kyrie Irving called you, if Kyrie Irving called you and said, hey, look, look, LeBron, others, I want you to come to Dallas and play with me. Now, you got to understand, Kyrie Irving is a pox on the NFL. Absolute pox. He is a cancer to an NBA, not NFL, an NBA team. That's what he is. He is a cancer. He is a killer of organizations. He is a killer of coaches. He is a killer of the team. So if Kyrie Irving called me and I was the owner, Mark Cuban, of the Dallas Mavericks, I'd say, hey, new phone. Who this? Boom. If I were LeBron and Kyrie Irving called me, hey, man, come to Dallas with me. Hey, new phone. Who this? Boom. Gone. Goodbye. Out. Done. 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 I'm not doing it. No chance am I doing it. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. I would say two things to Kyrie Irving. My ass. We are not doing it. At all. We're not. I refuse. Why would I want to play with Kyrie Irving? Why would you want to play with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving is a smart dude. I wish Kyrie Irving had a little bit of Isaiah Thomas in him. He does finishing around the bucket. But I mean as a person. Look, Isaiah Thomas as a basketball player was a brilliant basketball player. As a human being, brilliant. As a basketball killer, brilliant. Kyrie Irving's got all the ancillary fluff. Isaiah was never into the fluff. Kyrie Irving's the closest thing I've seen to Isaiah Thomas, and Kyrie Irving doesn't have Isaiah Thomas' inherent toughness. Kyrie Irving has BS, crap, garbage, nonsense. And it's a little bit, although it's tamer than, John Morant, he keeps it here while John Morant's nuts. He's not here where Isaiah Thomas was. And that's sad because this dude can ball like none other. But he just can't get out of his own way. And I got to tell you, if somebody said to me, Kyrie Irving's on the phone. He wants to join your show. Goodbye. New phone. Who this? (laughs) Seriously. New phone. Who this? That would be my answer. That would be my absolute answer. Um, Last thing, we're going to go to break. Armando's going to join us. We're going to talk some NFL coming up, including Aaron Rodgers. Did you see this from the Jets? They 
put posted a video of a ball of his in slow motion. I mean, come on. Look, you're going to sell your tickets. Everybody's excited about Aaron Rodgers, but let's not be so dramatic. Um, this is pretty cool. I'm going to leave you with a good story. Victor Hovland just won a tournament, just won Jack Nicholas's Memorial Tournament, and he did it in extra holes. He did it in a playoff, and it was great. Good for Victor Hovland. So Victor Hovland, by all accounts, he always looks like he's smiling. I like watching Victor Hovland. He caddied for his former teammate the next day in a U.S. Open qualifier. Let's look at the tweet. Good dude, Victor Hovland. One day after winning the Memorial, Victor Hovland is caddying for his former teammate, Zach at the U.S. Open in Columbus. Now, he didn't have to leave. He won the tournament, and he got to stay there, but I don't care. If I win, which I'll never will, uh, if I won the old buddy tournament at Broadmoor Country Club with my brother, and we made plaques and put it up in a corner of the clubhouse just because. If I would win a billions of dollars in a memorial tournament, I'd be up till 6 at, in the next morning. It'd be hard to caddy for anyone. But Victor Hovland may be America's nicest man. He may just be. Like, if you were going to say, who is America's nicest men? Like, what would, who would you say athletes? Victor Hovland's probably one. Most golfers are probably one. I don't know. That kid from Indiana yesterday from Boone Grove that started was pitching the ball underhand to, uh, to some kids after the game. That was pretty cool. I'll give you that. But I'm just questioning, who would be the nicest professional athletes? Because Victor Hovland has got to be in that, in that chain. He's got to be. Serious business. Uh, last, last thing, Kevin Costner has a 10-acre ranch. Uh, no, oceanfront home. Kevin Costner put that home up as collateral to fund a $100 million movie. How about that? Man, I'm betting Kevin Costner has a lot of homes. I'm betting Kevin Costner, that, that one he probably hadn't been to forever, but he put his home up to fund a movie. That's pretty good. And I said this before, you guys know Kevin Costner's getting divorced. If Kevin Costner's getting divorced, we got no shot. We better be nice. Hey, look, tennis bracelets for women, diamond earrings, let's go. Because if he's getting divorced, Tom Brady's getting divorced, we got no shot. I know I look very sexy and red, and this head is gloriously tan. I do, I know. But if this dude's getting divorced, no shot. Zero. Zip. Nada. None. Armando, next. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Our, our friend Armando Segarra joins us, and he is, in my opinion, the place to go for any NFL news. Uh, I'm going to get into this before I get into Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Chicago Bears, there has been talk. I grew up in that area. I understand that Arlington, Arlington, excuse me, Arlington Park Racetrack is, in my opinion, the perfect place. Gorgeous set of area, perfectly set up. But now they're talking about a few different places. And let me tell you a place that nobody's reporting, but I know for fact is being discussed. Hammond, Indiana. 
Hammond, Indiana is on the border. Uh, there is a movement within the state of Indiana. I don't know where Jimmy Ursay is on this, but Hammond, Indiana is in play as a new place for the Chicago Bears to relocate. Let me ask you a couple questions about this. You know the NFL more than I do. First question concern, do you think people from the north side, is the NFL big enough, let me put it this way, that people from the north side of Chicago will travel an extra half hour because that would be the difference. Soldier Field to Hammond is roughly a half hour, maybe a little less depending. Would they travel to see the Bears? That's question number one. Well, um, not being a native of Illinois or Indiana, I can't really say for sure, Dan, but I would say to you that there is precedent for an NFL team to be named in one state and play in a different state. Let me think. The New Jersey Nets, uh, Jets, excuse me, the New Jersey Giants. Um, years ago, when the New England Patriots were thinking of building a new stadium, and their old stadium, Sullivan Stadium, was in Foxborough. Ownership looked at Connecticut, looked at, uh, you know, other places that were not Boston, Massachusetts-centric. So it's not unprecedented. My guess is uh, it's unlikely, though. That, that would be my guess. Um, I, we'd need to know more. Uh, I mean, I guess any place can be bought out to the point where you can't, you know, it's a can't say no type of offer. I don't know that Hammond, Indiana, I don't know if that place is ready to outbid the entire state of Illinois. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either, but I do know it's a big time industrial area with big time support. Let me go this route with you. Indianapolis has always struggled, well, not struggled, they can't get a Major League Baseball franchise. You got the White Sox and Cubs up to the north and, and the folks in Cincinnati, starting with Mark Schott, always blocked it. Let me ask you your just thought. This is clearly an opinion you and I are discussing here. How would Jimmy Ursay feel, do you think, uh, or would he block it, uh, another team coming to the state of Indiana? Yeah, I would think that he wouldn't love it. But, you know, Jim Ursay is, is a different kind of cat right? <laughs> to say that we know what is going on in that, uh, in that head of his is, you know, that's just not, uh, not true. So I would not pretend to know his thought patterns on this, but initially most NFL teams, they have their region and they like to protect their region and they don't like other teams coming into their region. Unless the region is a you know, monstrous, you know, mega Galapagos like Los Angeles or, or New York, in which case it is what it is. But I don't think Indiana and Indianapolis is that. No, I don't either. I think Jimmy Ursay, I, I, I told some of the people involved in it, like, I think Jimmy, you, you're going to have a hard time convincing Jimmy Ursay to allow this to happen. That's just my opinion. Doesn't mean I'm right, but that that's just my that's, that's just my opinion. I, I got to believe the Bears go to Arlington. Um, you know what? And you, you, that's it. Uh, let me go this route with you. Um, what are expectations, in your opinion, now that we're in the middle of the summer, getting to the middle of the summer, OTAs are around, 
Jordan Love with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. I guess in Super Bowl is the Jets thing. What is the expectations, Jordan Love? The expectations for Jordan Love is we'll see. We hope, we think, but we'll see. And that was not just me saying that. That was the Green Bay Packers organization saying that on multiple occasions. And they said they weren't certain what they were going to get, and we'll see. Jordan Love himself said, I don't know if I'm going to be good or not. Uh, We'll see. And so I do know that they had a, um, a contract adjustment where they added a year. So they're hoping to see for the next couple of years. It's not a one and done, I would think, unless Jordan Love just lays a tremendous egg, which I don't think is likely to happen. My guess is, look, there's, there's like three different ways this can go, right? Jordan Love has followed two consecutive Hall of Fame and future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He can either be one of those. That's very unlikely. I don't think that's probably going to happen. The odds are against him. He can be a tremendous and utter failure. I don't see that happening either. Jordan Love is, you know, got a lot of gifts. Um, And then, and he's got a good organization around him. And then the third is Jordan Love is going to be a solid middling to solid quarterback and you know everybody is going to bet on him and give him a chance that goes this year and next year and hope for the best that's probably what we're going to see coming down the pipe what do you think about the story that just came out about our guy isaiah rogers senior involved in gambling um possibly on his own team, possibly on his own league from the facility. Is this a Pete Rose situation where he could get banned from the NFL? I don't think he'll be banned from the NFL. Uh, And I think that he helped himself a lot last night when he came out and was quite contrite. By the way, in his contrition, he also admitted guilt. So uh, it is you know, pretty much a done deal. Uh, A lot of guys, they get caught and they deny, deny, deny. And sometimes they get away with the denial and sometimes they don't. Um, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood involves contrition and and admitting that he did what they're saying. So uh, the die is cast for him. He is going to be suspended. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a lifetime ban. The way the NFL works is typically they do indefinite bans, uh, suspensions rather. And then after a year, the commissioner comes back and looks at the facts on the ground and decides if that suspension continues or ends after one year. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I've said it's a bit hypocritical by the NFL. Like, if you bet on your own team or you bet on the sport, then it's a problem. But NFL makes $2.4 billion off online betting. And I don't give a damn about that whole, you know, you're in the facility doing it or something like that. I care less about that. I don't know. I, I, I do think it's a little bit hypocritical. Should the, should the Buffalo Bills, should the Buffalo Bills 
continue with an open-air stadium, or should the Buffalo Bills get a dome? Seems blasphemous for the Bills to get a dome. Yeah, so not only – let me go back a second, Dan, to that hypocritical thing. You said a little bit hypocritical? Dude, two (laughs) NFL owners uh, were investors in online gambling uh, outfits. Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft were investors or are investors in DraftKings. Um, The league has a a partnership with three – online betting outfits with FanDuel, with Caesars, and with DraftKings. Caesars is the name sponsor for the stadium in New Orleans. And they have casinos down the road. So, and by down the road, I mean within walking distance. And there are 15 NFL teams uh, in states where gambling is legal. My point to you is it's not a little bit hypocritical. It's like the league on the one hand is embracing gambling and on the other hand is saying, no, 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 no. We can't have gambling. And and the line of demarcation is where the locker room door begins and enters the locker room and everything outside the locker room that is not an athlete, is it's okay. And it's it's wacky and wacky. Look, the Bills are going to play on grass. They're going to play uh, in in the elements. And as you see right there in the rendering, they're going to have a cup, a couple, if not three or four big bison's buffaloes out in the front with their big asses uh, waving all over the place. And it's going to be, you know, Bills Mafia is going to love it. With their big asses just sitting there staring at you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why, Armando, but the way you said that and how you threw that in, that that got me. Like, that that just absolutely freaking got me, man. Uh, All right. Uh, Tom Brady says his kids shouldn't play football because of the expectations. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So weak. Dude. That is so weird. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, so Daddy, Tom, um, how did you deal with expectations after you won your first Super Bowl, your first year as a starter? The expectations were probably pretty high in Boston. And how was it after you won your second and your third? After you won your second and your third, the expectations were for you to go out and win your fourth and your fifth, and you somehow survived. So if the kid has the genes to play the position, why wouldn't he go, hold on a second, this is crazy. (laughs) Ah, it's so weak. So freaking weak by, uh, I'd have divorced his ass too, if you want to know the truth. Uh, Armando getting calls, you know, it's like having Adam Schefter on right here. He's just getting calls, Sorry breaking news. So, that's all right. So freaking weak is right. Uh, it drives me nuts. I'd have divorced his ass too. Well, the, the bottom line is, look, I don't understand I, I, I got to tell you, 
I'm not a parent. I don't have children. Um, but I see parents and it hurts me to no end. Hard men, strong men, men that have accomplished and fought and gone uphill every step of the way to, to win that fight and climb that mountain. And they turn around and because they want to make their children's lives better, they make them easier. Easier is not better all the time. Sometimes a little adversity, sometimes a little challenge is good for the human soul and heart and mind. And, and I get it. We want our children to have better than us. But I got to say, easier not always equals better. Sometimes let them fight for themselves. Let them achieve for themselves. It'll make them better. As Jim Rome says, rack him. Rack him right there. Rack him. Uh, I got to go this route with you before I let you go. Um, you wanted to talk about this. A Texas teenager linked to three murders gets just seven years. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so human beings make mistakes, right? It's terrible. Judges are human beings. Juries are human beings. Uh, and they make some god-awful mistakes sometimes. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I uh, actually, I have no idea what the what what the details are here. I don't know if what the details are, but that on the face of it sounds like a ridiculously low and bad uh, sentence. Um, so unless you're telling me that the three people he killed were mass murderers in their own right, who had killed his family or something. I'm not feeling that sentence too much. We're, we're nuts. I mean, we are nuts. Armando, hit the beach, baby. You got to go. People are calling you. The beach is right there. Make a sandcastle, get in that thong, and make the people of your area happy. Give, it to, give the people yes, what that, they want, Armando, please. That, that's exactly what I want to do, Dan. Just as you said it, that's what I'm going to do. Give the people what they want. That's the motto of my friend Armando Salguero. Thank you, my friend. There you go. There you go. Uh, there is breaking news that I am going to share with you in a minute. I'm going to share with you in a while. But first, I got to show you something. I mean, breaking news that you're not going to believe. And I, a lot of people knew this was going to happen because there was whining. But I'm going to get to it in a minute. I got to tell you something, though. Don't ever let this happen. If you're kayaking and you see a whale, look at this video. I love this video. I got to get this video in, but I got breaking news that you're not going to believe. Watch this video right here. Watch this. Watch this video on a kayak. No. No. Wow. What do you do? Why are you out there? It... And the, the kayaker said he was okay. He said it was crazy. It was crazy. Really? You think it was crazy? I think it was crazy. You think it was crazy? I think, I think it was nuts. I think it was insane. 
Look at this. Or how about this? A 10-year-old stole an SUV and led cops on a chase. He wanted to go visit his mom. He didn't, you know, he, uh, watch this. This is a 10-year-old. Don't let your 10-year-olds drive. He's got all kind of lights going. He's swerving in and out. Hey, not bad for the 10-year-old, but this can't end well for anybody. You know he's on his phone. I mean, look, this is a bad driving 10-year-old. I'm not going to lie to you. If you were 10 years old and you had any experience in a go-kart, now he hits a rail, he's scared to death, now he comes to a stop. Look, that's a bad driving 10-year-old. I got to tell I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. And I am making light of it because nobody got hurt. So I am making light of it, but I got to tell you, when I was 10 years old, we drove so many go-karts or mini bikes or stuff. I guarantee you. Now, one time I did this, I was about 12. I put the car in reverse and I looked back and I hit the gas, except I had put it in drive. The garage door was closed. I went right through the garage and I had to wait to tell my dad when he got home and he was not pleased, but he wasn't nuts about it. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, at the end of the day, a 10-year-old should drive better than that. That's all I'm saying. Now, you tell me I'm wrong, but that's all I'm saying. If you are 10 years old, you should be able to drive better than this kid is driving. Tell me I'm not right. I'm not right. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that should be better. Nancy Pelosi going to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals annual LG whatever, night out on Tuesday. Look, I don't care about it. Good for Nancy Pelosi. But I want to see her throw a ball. Like, is Diana Feinstein not available? Is she not available? I mean, we got old upon old. I guarantee you, though, she was hot back in the day. I had somebody tell me that the other day and show me a picture. And I'm like, wait a second here. Hold the damn phone. All right, boys and girls, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to change it up. I, because I got breaking news coming at 1030, I mean, really interesting breaking news. I am going to change it up, and we're going to go top five right now. Now, I want you to go with me here. I want you to add on this. Top five idiots in NFL history. No, recent history. Top five idiots in NFL history. Recent history. All right. bump it bump it bump it This is in honor of $2.7 million Isaiah Rogers Sr., the, I guess, starting stud, whatever, corner of the Colts who made $2.75 million. Ain't no way he's making that gambling. Ain't no way. I don't blame him for gambling. Gambling is fun. I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, top five biggest idiots in the NFL. You know we had to throw a white guy in there. Come on. You know we had to. Bump it up. Bump it up. Bump it up. Ray Rice. Ray Rice decided it was a good idea to beat the hell out of his girlfriend. Ray Rice decided it was a good idea to drag her out of the elevator uh, and as she was kind of beaten, he decided that was a good idea. Uh, Okay, good for you, Ray Rice, you dumbass. Ray Rice never played a down uh, in the NFL since. 
And he shouldn't have. A lot of people, well, man. Look, if there was no video, he probably would have played in the NFL. He probably would have. Uh, I think he might have. I mean, look, video solves it. Video answers the question of yes, did it happen, or no, did it not happen. Actually, it doesn't answer no. It just answers the question of yes. So when you see Ray Rice dragging his girlfriend, fiance, now I think his wife, out of an elevator, you know the answer. Did he beat her? Yeah, he beat her. He beat her. All right? He beat her. So there you go. I mean, I'm just saying. He beat her. He's an idiot. He's top five. Alden Smith. Now, you got to understand this. Alden Smith is just so stupid. Now, a lot of you, see, when you have all these idiots, you forget what every idiot did. But Alden Smith did so many stupid things that you just can't keep up. Like, Alden Smith was a stud. Alden Smith was a dude. Alden Smith was a guy. Alden Smith got stab wounds breaking up a part. I'm going to go through the whole thing. Uh, it's something in 2012, stab wounds, attempted to break up a fight at a party in his house. Two other people were shot. He was charged with three felony counts of illegal possession of an assault weapon. 2013, he was involved in a single car accident, arrested, suspicion of driving under the influence and possession of weed. 2014, detained and arrested following an incident at LAX in which he became belligerent, uncooperative, and claimed he was carrying a bomb. Good for Alden Smith. So he's got 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. He was arrested for allegedly hitting and running under the influence and vandalism. He skipped 2016, Alden Smith. He went ahead to 2017. He was a passenger with a friend driving to Smith's house when the San Francisco police found out both Smith and the driver were under the influence after hitting a cop car. Even though Smith was not the driver, they were both detained. The next day, they were released. Ah, a few months later, September 2017, it was agreed that Smith agreed to play no contest to a hit and run in 2015. All right, he was ordered to attend a treatment facility and undergo. 2018. Someone called the police after it was reported he had consumed multiple bottles of tequila and then bit her wrists. Some woman. He fled the home before police arrived. Uh, The domestic violence of a non-lethal nature had occurred. They were seeking out Smith. He was arrested in violation of court order, ordered to stay away from the woman he assaulted. There you go. The woman was his fiancée. 2019. Stopped by police in Kansas. Traffic violation. Arrested for driving under the influence. 2021, arrested for second-degree battery. 2021, arrested for driving under the influence. 2023, sentenced to jail, no contest to a felony. That dude should be, he got to go to an alcohol facility. So there you go. I would argue that is the biggest idiot in NFL history. Johnny Manziel makes the list. Johnny Manziel, he of this. Johnny Manziel, he of we're going to wreck the league. Johnny Manziel makes the list of any idiot just because. I had a chance to sit in a locker room at Butler National Golf Course in uh, Chicago with Johnny Manziel, and I couldn't decide if I liked him or I was tired of him. He threw all of his clubs except his uh, wedge, three-wood, and driver into the lake on, I believe, the 17th hole at Butler National. 
He was in the clubhouse bragging about it while he was pretty much naked. I couldn't decide if I liked the guy or I disliked the guy, but I could tell that he was a very smart idiot. You know what I'm talking about by that? Like a very smart guy who probably can't get out of his own way. Here's the hoping Johnny Manziel makes it back from being a damn fool. Uh, Substance abuse is a terrible thing, and I'm not making light of it, but I got to tell you, Josh Gordon has wore my ass out. The godfather of substance abuse and second chances is, of course, Steve Howe, the relief pitcher for the Dodgers. You all know this. You know that Steve Howe kept getting suspended. I remember thinking as a kid, like, damn, why is this guy not kicked out of the league? I mean, what are we doing? Uh, But Josh Gordon, by all accounts, is a nice kid. Steve Howe, by all accounts, was a nice guy. But they can't get off whatever stuff it is that they cannot get off. So this dude has been suspended, been arrested, been this, been that multiple times. He's now 32 years old. I'm sure he is going to have a trial. Now, he had a mom and dad. He had brothers and sisters. He had every opportunity, but booze will kill you. Booze and alcohol will get you. There's not much that's going to happen that's good for you. So at the end of the day, Josh Gordon is still trying and still fighting it and still doing and trying and doing and trying. He's been suspended numerous times. He went to the fan-controlled football league. Uh, But that dude and alcohol and drugs cost him a lot of money. And then, of course, number one of all time is mass murderer or serial killer, whatever one you want to talk about, just overall crazy person, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez will always be the poster child for bad behavior in the NFL. Aaron Hernandez murdered people. Aaron Hernandez, when you watch and you read about Aaron Hernandez, really got to a point where he had no real value for other people's lives. He put no value on other people's lives. He didn't give a rat's ass about other people's lives. He didn't care, man. He was like shooting people in a video game. He was. He was like a dude that said, hey, screw it. Hey, I don't care. Your life does not matter to me at all. Not even a skosh, not even a little bit. Your life matters not. The only thing that matters is me being a hood rat. The only thing that matters is the respect. You're going to respect me, damn it. Well, you don't need a gun to get respect. Aaron Hernandez did. And the eeriest thing is my friend Teddy Karras Jr. Jr. Lived across the street. He and uh, the big left tackle Nate Solder and a couple other linemen for the New England Patriots lived across the street from the mansion that Hernandez lived in, and every once in a while, a light up in the top inside would go on. Very eerie. Very, very, very eerie. But it did. I don't know what to tell you. Man, that and he will always be number one. And I was glad to hear that Urban told me yesterday that that piece on the Gators on Netflix, the documentary, isn't just going to be a hit piece. It's going to inform and show. Easy to do a hit piece, no? I mean, I just did one on Alden Smith. I just crushed his soul by saying what he's done in his life. How is that guy still in society? My God, good for him. He's got good lawyers. All right, we come back. You are not going to believe what happened this morning. You will not believe it. Those of you that follow sports, you will say to yourself, I got to tell you, I did not see this coming. Tell your friends, get right here. It's an I did not see this coming sports moment when we come back. 
We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. You know, this is a stunning, absolute stunning development, and I mean stunning. The Live Tour has united with the PGA Tour. It was announced about 20 minutes ago, and you can argue with me all you would like, and I will listen to you because that's the kind of guy I am. But I got to tell you, the Live Tour is the greatest thing to ever, ever happen to the PGA Tour and its players. All of a sudden, when the Live Tour started giving out all of this money, you know what? All of a sudden, the PGA Tour found money. All of a sudden, the PGA Tour jacked up prices. All of a sudden, our prizes. All of a sudden, the PGA Tour found purses. Oh, they started giving a few guarantees in different tournaments. Really? I'll be dipped in spit. Amazing what competition does for businesses. Amazing what competition does for teams. Amazing what competition does for corporations. It makes you step up your game. And anybody, and I mean anybody in the country that wants to argue that the live tour was bad is just pandering. Well, the Saudis are bad. Maybe they are. Of course there are. But isn't China? I, I, I don't know. You get your shoes, you wear your shoes. And I've said this before, University of Arkansas, middle of campus, big fountain, nice green area around, beautiful architecture going up, right? I mean, it's glorious. First donor, Sheik, somebody, 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 Saudi Arabia, second donor, uh, nation of Oman. Don't give me this crap about Saudi stuff. I'm telling you right now, the Saudis are taking over sports. Now they are fully invested into the PGA Tour. So let me ask you this. Are any of these brave men and women, these brave go-getting men and women media people going to start criticizing the PGA Tour? Of course not. Why? Because you will be walking outside the ropes. And as someone that followed Tiger Woods at the BMW inside the ropes, I got to tell you, once you're inside the ropes, you don't ever want to be outside the ropes, ever. So the Live Tour makes a deal. You know, you know Tim Finchin, who is the main man of the PGA Tour. He is the commissioner of the PGA Tour. He's going to get all high and mighty and take credit This is a great day. This is an amazing... Yeah, really? Okay. So now the Saudis, who are the worst of the worst for years, when I put my head down or I go to the beard, that means I'm thinking. So now these people are the worst of the worst. But now Tim Finchin calls this a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf. Welfare check on Chambly. See, there's some funny stuff coming from golfers. And most of them, this is what I'm reading, assuming what I'm reading is accurate, most of them didn't even know. Most of these PGA golfers didn't even know. One anonymous player, when reacting to Mark Schleyball's column, said, no effing way. How about that? You know what it should be? 
Yeah, baby. Once again, it exposes the hypocrisy of anybody when it comes to money. Once again, well, Liv's great now. Liv is great, and you, I'm, you're going to say to me, uh, Liv isn't great. No one's saying Liv is great. I would say to you, Liv is great enough that it's able to join the most successful, richest tour in the world after what, a year, two years? It got that good, that great, that fast that it was able to join the PGA Tour, the standard of all golf tours. I want you to think about that just for a second. You think money don't talk and BS don't walk? I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious. Is anybody going to be critical? It's not uh, Tim whatever. It's Jay Monahan. After two years of disruption and distraction, I didn't get disrupted. I bet the golf. Kepka played in the tournaments we all cared about. Mickelson played, played well in the Masters, and NB, or excuse me, CBS didn't want to talk about him. Awesome day today. So, listen here. After two years of disruption and distraction, this is an historic day for the game we all know and love. The transitional partnership recognized the immeasurable strength of the PGA Tour's history, legacy, and pro-competitive model and combines it with the DP Tour and Live, including the team concept to create an organization that will benefit golf players, commercial, charitable partners, and fans. All right. All right. Okay, so you got Bryson, you got uh, Mickelson, you got Kepka, you got Dustin Johnson. All right. Uh, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, also said in a memo to players that through evaluation would determine how to integrate team golf. Look, let's not let's not crap ourselves. Liv was good enough to make the PGA Tour react. Liv was good enough to make the PGA Tour accept. What about Saudi money? Where are all of you guys? Where's Rory McIlroy, that the Sarah Spain of golf, the hall monitor of golf? Where is he? Where is that great man standing against tyranny? Where is that great man now? I want to hear from Rory, the Sarah Spain of golf. You can argue with me all you'd like. You can debate it with me all you'd like. You can discuss it with me all you'd like. But I got to tell you, the Live Tour came in, got really good, got good enough players, put purses out there that people went, wait a second, made the PGA Tour react. PGA Tour did react because they were cheating players for years, and now we're all big happy Saudi family. That's a fact, Jack. Anything other than that is crap. Now, let's see the old gutsy. Let's see who's gutsy here. Let's see who's going to say, right? Let's see who's going to, who is going to, man, let's go. Let's go. Yay, rah. Let's see. Uh, guy argument, pretty good argument. I said, argue all you want, but the live towards the best thing to ever happen to PGA golfers. Guy says, that would be Arnie, Jack, and Tiger. I'm not mad at you for saying it. Probably right. Probably right. Probably right. Tiger Woods, uh, in particular, jacked up the salaries. You know, today has really become golf's longest day. Is today the longest day of the year? It's great. 
It's great. Got to have Ryan Burr on tomorrow to discuss this, but this is a great, who care? Look, I don't need team stuff in golf. I don't. I don't need team stuff in golf. I don't want team stuff in golf. I don't need team stuff in golf. I don't need team stuff in golf. I want the last of the Cowboys, baby. I want the last of the Cowboys, which are PGA players out there. One bad shot costs you thousands. You pay your own flight, but we're not going to have that anymore, and that's going to cheapen golf. All right. I got some headlines. Uh, U.S. is falling behind other top nations. That's right. The United States life expectancy is falling. My life expectancy is, oh, I don't know, 100 according to my doctor, but I'm fat. No, seriously, I'm fat. I mean, look at this. Look at it. There's too much there. there. There's too much front. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but my doctor said, based on my numbers, I should live to be 100. Life expectancy in the United States, according to the CDC, in April of this year, it declined to 20 or 76.4 years. That is shocking. And I blame Harvard. I do. I blame liberals. I blame liberals because, frankly, they're sucking the life out of us, literally. They are literally taking life and sucking it out. I'm sorry. They are. I don't care. That's the lowest it's been in nearly two decades. That's right. Not me. Nah, there you go. Let me tell you what I'm doing at his age. Pile of blow and hookers. I ain't going down easy. Now that I say that, I will. But I don't want to go down easy. I don't want to go down easy. I don't. You know, the hottest woman ever in the history, maybe ever, in any area, but I'll just go with uh, the presidential area, the first lady, hottest woman ever, and it is not close, although they say Nancy Reagan from the neck up was unbelievable. I'm just saying. Look it up. Don't hate me. Hate the game, not the player. But from the neck up, they say Nancy Reagan and Kamala Harris are incredible. Just what I heard. Just saying. But anyway, so the hottest ever, ever was Melania Trump. I mean, Melania Trump was just wow, wow, wow hot. My brother had a chance to go to a White House deal. He said that daughter was the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Was it Ivanka Trump or whatever the hell her name is? That's what my brother said. I don't know if that's true or not, but I got to tell you. You're never going to see Melania Trump on anything. Why? Because she's Trump's wife. Vanity Fair, no Trump. Cosmo, no Trump. Playboy, well, it used to be Playboy, but not anymore. So now we got another one coming. We do. Casey DeSantis. Casey DeSantis is hot. Casey DeSantis is very hot. Casey DeSantis is so hot that guy idiots like Pierce Morgan... They are, well, I don't know. Why are they all over? Why are they all over Casey DeSantis? I don't get it. Casey DeSantis seems like a nice woman. What's, her, what's your problem, Pierce Morgan? What is his problem? I don't get it. I don't know it, but I got to tell you, she's hot. There's nothing wrong with Casey DeSantis. And Pierce Morgan doesn't like her. You know what? Uh, Pierce Morgan, viol- oh, no, 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 no. Uh Uh-oh, I'm sorry. 
Pierce Morgan loves Casey DeSantis. I screwed this up. Vile hit jobs on Casey DeSantis make me want woke to die, too. We all want woke to die. We want woke to die. They're calling her a Walmart millennia. I don't care what you call her. Why are we doing this? Like, look, if we're going to get real, don't tell me about the arms of Obama's uh, wife. Don't do that. I know her brother. Brother's a great guy. Robinson coached at Oklahoma or Oregon State. I forget his first name, but he's now the head of the NABC. But vile hit jobs on Casey DeSantis want, make me want to, wake me want woke to die, Pierce Morgan wrote in the New York Post. He's right. Florida's where woke goes to die. Florida is where the woke go to die. Not different. Not difficult, right? Look, there's no reason to rip on Casey DeSantis. She's smoking hot. Melania Trump's smoking hot. There's nothing hot about any liberal because go to Bloomington, Indiana. I've said this for years. Bloomington, Indiana, everybody that lives in Bloomington, Indiana, other than students that's separate, looks exhausted. Bloomington, Indiana puts years on people's lives. I mean years. Everybody looks exhausted in Bloomington, Indiana. Why? Because they're worried about everything. They're worried about their forest. They're worried about global warming. They're worried about gay and lesbian. They're worried about uh, everything, climate change. Oh, my God. They look like that. They Don't be jealous of hot women. One of the great things about Double D is I always attracted hot women. I remember when I was dating Lee, and Lee was making it difficult for me because that's what hot women do. I went to an all-talent meeting at ESPN. I sit there. Minding my own business. Who sits to my left? Aaron Andrews. Who sits to my right? Sam Ponder. Beautiful women have always been attracted to this. So I'm having a discussion with them about what to do with Lee. And they're giving me advice. We're listening to that guy John Skipper talk, but they're giving me advice. I'm sitting there going, look at this. Look at this face. I've got the two most beautiful women at ESPN giving me marital advice, and I look like this because I got charisma, because I care. Don't get angry at hot women. Praise hot women. I would even praise this. I got no problem with this, except when she talks. Or, or, yeah, she's fine. She's a nice lady talks about politics or or doesn't defend women. That's my problem with with, with Sarah Spain. I got no problem. Got no problem. But defend women. Man, there is... Dr. Jill looks like Alice Cooper. (laughs) Stop hating on hot women. That's my new mantra. My presidential campaign. I'm going to tell you something. True story. If I did this... Hey, Jared, are you here? Good. His mother. I told you this yesterday, like my friends want me to have a party a week because at my party, Lee gets in a bikini, we're in a pool and they lose their mind. I'm telling you right now, my ex-wife, hot as D's nuts. As soon as we got divorced, every little guy on my friend Periphia, hey, I ran into your wife. Hey, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I know, I know the deal. Stop hating on us on hot women. Just stop it. Stop hating. I'm with Pierce Morgan. Stop hating on hot women. That's it. That's it. Oh, 
Just shut up, everybody. So this guy, this college bass, this college, uh, this, this drives me nuts. So a pitcher in college threw a bunch of innings, and then he came back the next day and threw a bunch more innings, and the little baseball wonks get mad. I'll tell you what, is this guy a Major League Baseball prospect? No. 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 So who cares? I used to tell my coach, look, look, I am not, I am not going to play and pitch. I'm not going to pitch in college. I'm not going to pitch in the pros. The last game I pitch in high school is going to be the last game I pitch. I'll throw every inning for our team. He'd be, how's your arm? My arm sucks, but I can get these idiots out. They used to tell him that all the time. Dave Pishka would come out, oh, coach, my arm's ragging, but I'll get these guys out. If I can't get these idiots out, what am I doing? I mean, where am I going? How am I figuring it out? I mean, if I can't get these clowns out, I don't know what to tell you. Stop hating on hot women. Throw your best pitcher. Who gives a rats? Just keep throwing them. I'm tired of people whining. A college baseball pitcher threw too many innings. All right. Yeah, Jay Monahan. I'm going to need Monahan to address these comments, which were so clearly bullshit in real time. But to make 9-11 to get public opinion on your side in a financial golf league dispute is disgusting. That's exactly right. Good. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Dave Portnoy, great. Portnoy used to text me back. He doesn't anymore. Are he and Outkick scrapping? Ooh, filming 11. So what did we break today? We broke news today that Hammond, Indiana is in play for the Chicago Bears. Yesterday we broke news that Robbie Hummel will be leaving ESPN and he will be going to NBC. There you go. By the way, I need golfers. We got Quack Daddy Donuts. How about this? Shout out. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, I texted him yesterday. I said, is there any way for my golf outing online auction I can get two tickets to the December 3rd Colts game at, uh, at the, te- to, the, the Titans in Tennessee? He texts me back in five minutes. It's for my golf program, for my Bikes for Kids program. He texts me back in five minutes. said, let's make it four tickets. Let's make it four on-field passes. I'm like, holy cow, what the hell? So there you go. Mike Vrabel, man, you are awesome. He loves our program. Most athletes love our program. Tony Dungy has been involved in our program because, you know, Tony Dungy was a kid like us, and you got on bikes and you went. Go to dandockets.com. I need foursomes. If I could get one foursome out of our YouTube chat, that would be awesome. People can make fun of me because, yes, I'm begging. There are spots. I got to fill this because this is our fundraiser. It's our fundraiser for our bikes. Every dime is going to the bikes. DanDonkage.com. Sign up a foursome. It's a little pricey, but I won't hit you up any more than all year. How about them apples? And you can donate. Look, you can donate money if you can't play. $5, $10, I don't care. I'm raising money for kids. I need it. All right, woke adult me, baby. Give me some woke adult. The only, <laughs> no kidding, woke fatigue. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I'm tired of woke fatigue. I'm tired of it all. I, I think we're all tired of it. I think we're all tired of like every damn thing. 
Everything that we got, we got to be woke. Everything that we do, we got we to gotta cater to the LBGTQRS universe. I don't care about any of it. Love you, my gay brothers and sisters. Love you. That's all I'm saying about it. But woke has made my ass sag. My ass was up here, just like this chart. And because of wokeness and all the whining, it is now sagging. I got to get a testicle tuck and I got to get a butt lift to get through wokeness. Seriously. The testes are dropping. I got to tighten them up. And the ass is falling. I got to tighten them up just like this but uh, Anheuser-Busch market capitalization. Jeez. All right. Who's next? What else we got? Seriously. Oh, geez. That is so good. Uh, that is so good. Walker won. That's our president. That's our guy. And you guys are going to reelect him because there's going to be voter harvest Uh, fat-ass people that can't get off their backside and go get an ID are going to be able to vote 17 different times unless the Republicans figure it out. This clown will be president again, unless he falls and hits his head. At which case, he'll still be president because he's the one guy that is so bought and paid for. Whoa, 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 whoa! Whoa! Whoa, she's down goes Biden. Anna Navarra said, well, he got up. Well, really? Hey, Joe, down he goes. I'm telling you, he cannot lift his feet. We have a mentally and physically incapacitated president. Oh, man, I don't blame that lady from just walking away. Air Walker won, baby. Air Walker won. So good. How good are Dylan? How good are Ryan here? I mean, Nick, how good are you guys today and every day? What else we got? That's unbelievable. I mean, look, that that this is just incredible. Environmentalists in their plane, in the air. Yay, rock, go fight win. But hey, cows farting are the real problem. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I meant it. Cows farting. That's the real issue. That is the real issue. Cows farting. Not planes. Not Bill Gates flying his private plane all across the country. No, 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 no. Cows crapping. All right. Okay. All right. Um, You know the hardest thing in this country to find? is a liberal man that is masculine. Serious business. Go out and look for him. See if you can find him. I mean a truly liberal man that is masculine, that has any sense of masculinity about him. Not to be this liberal woman wants to find a traditional masculine male who isn't conservative. It is really hard to find. It is. It's impossible. It's impossible to find. You know, last thing before we go, my friend Mike Gunzelman, Guns, The Gun Show, said it on our show a few weeks ago, and he's got a nice column that I just retweeted. You know what? Live Golf PGA Tour, he said it, Saudi Arabia is the biggest threat to sports. 
It's the biggest threat to sports that we have, and I ain't mad about it. Hey, do your thing, Saudis. Do your thing. Last thing before we go, the YouTube chat. I need to know something. You guys are here every day. You guys are awesome every day. I want to know who would you like us to have as a guest? Who would you, the YouTube chat, like to see us get on the show? Tomorrow, Ryan Burr is going to join. Nobody better at 930. Nobody better to talk about this live uh, union with the PGA Tour. Nobody better. But let me ask you, who would you like to see us get on our show? Because I'm genuinely, would we like Antonio Brown? (laughs) We need a little crazy on this show. I agree. We do. We need a little bit of nutso. We need a little bit of just the kind of crazy that doesn't pay his bill, says he's going to play. We need this. I want to do a Zoom to see if her face moves. That's two. Let's go, Nick. Let's go, Aaron. Pelosi. And... (laughs) Antonio Brown, I'm guessing he ain't that hard to get, and I'll tell you why. I'm guessing he's dying to talk to anybody. I don't know who that is. Who is that? Is that Antonio Brown? Is that Jesse Smollett? Is that, I don't know. Get Big Cat back on. Get Kent Sterling. All right. Okay. All right. Who is that? You guys aren't telling me in my ear. I've grown up being a fan of the four aces. Oh, okay. Oh, Joel Dahman with a reaction. All right, we're going to run. I got a big day today. Don't even try to find me this afternoon. I've got to try to get golfers for our event. And then I got a big match today. I got a big golf match. I'm, I'm just, you know what? This whole thing with my knee, I don't know if I can talk about QC Kinetics on the show, but my knee is great. I'm on this testosterone program. I mean, I got to tell you, between you and me, you put some testosterone in me, you put a knee thing on me, and I mean to tell you, knee, Lee, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's like being in college again. You know that one saying, you know what, he gets whenever the wind blows? That's this guy. Highly recommend. So now, I, now because my knee's good, I got a golf match, and then I got a golf league. Yeah, and in between, I'm getting golfers for my event. I'm sending a eat text to every single human being that I know that's in my contact, hoping to get like four teams out of it. I need golfers. I need to raise money. Everybody, Dylan, fabulous, Nick, awesome. Everybody on our OutKick team, have a great, great afternoon. See ya.